even though we've hit record, we're doing this slightly differently, Graham. But let me let me introduce you, um, even though I am probably going to just lead the podcast off uh, from there. Um, but yeah, for, for those of you uh, listening, perhaps you're new to this. Um, maybe you're listening to this because you're a fan of Graham's. My name is Sandy. Uh, welcome to this episode of the After Hours Lounge. Uh, my podcast all about kind of mental health and talking to people uh, about their lives and what they do. And hopefully uh, myself and the listeners can take some lessons and apply that to their own lives and we can all have a better time. Um, yes. But yeah, uh, on what I've just said there, this is a bit of a weird one because I had a I had this guy on my notes on my phone for a couple of days to send a message to. And the day I was going to send you a message, you beat me to it and you, uh, you messaged me. Uh, yeah, artist, surfer, um, yeah, by the looks of it, all-round legend, uh, especially in the mental health space, doing a lot of good bits. Uh, Graham, Graham Callis, you are here on the podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. You're very welcome. Very, very welcome. Yeah. So this is it. Yeah. It, as I said, we were, we were just talking. Well, I was going to usually I say before I hit record, but you, you, you made me do it, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Just hit, hit, hit record early, and you do get those little, you get those the, little nuggets. The good shit at the beginning, and the good shit at the end. And you're yeah. Sorry about saying shit. No, you can say say shit as much as you like. As a as a Scotsman, every every third word is a fucker of shit. So say swear as much as you like, mate. As I said, oh, I'll, try, I'll try not to. I try not. To. Yeah, I try not to. But at the end of the day, yeah, I read something that apparent apparently it makes you smarter. But I don't believe that. I think it's yeah, it's expressive, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Graham, you, you I, I guess it was a a, a mutual friend of ours uh, that kind of I guess put put us in touch. Um, so shout out to Davina, thank you. Or yeah, hi Davina. Being yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but for, for those and this is me talking as well, because uh, other than sort of checking out your, your Instagram and, and you know, you, you kindly sent me over an email with uh, some information about the sort of stuff you do. Um, you know, a lot of the listeners may, may not know uh, that much about you. So can you just briefly kind of do a, a sort of who you are and, and what you do? Oh my gosh, I'm really hard at keeping things brief. People are, or I can tell you, advice to when you interview me is tell me to shut the fuck up whenever you want. Not at all, mate. You talk, you talk, yeah, talk. you talk. I'm in what in the industry where they say is a, is a talker. That's what a radio host said the other day. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, fun, right. So basically, I am a newly discovered artist. I've only been painting for a year. Uh, I, I'm a surfer. And I'm an advocate for mental health and finding pe- helping people find, discover ways that suits them best to manage their own personal experiences and journey. That's the brief, the brief, uh, brief intro for me. I That's guess. the brief intro. So let's, let's, I, I mean, the, the big thing I really wanted to talk to you about, um, well, we're going to talk about everything, but the, the, one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on was, was to talk about art um, and I, I was completely blown away when I read your kind of press pack that you sent over that you've only been doing art for a year. Because having scrolled through your Instagram and seen some of your pieces and things like that, it's a, lo- a lot of the time, I think, with art and things like that, it's often perceived as the person doing it. And when they do it well, and that's what they do, you think, oh, they've been doing it for years since they were young. And it's a passion that they found when they were at school and, and all this stuff. And the fact that you say you only started it in, in kind of May 2020, I mean, was it, a, was it a lockdown thing? Was that what made you kind of get into it? Well, it wasn't entirely a lockdown thing. Well, I was I was out in Bali, um, well, working remotely because that was something I've always wanted to do. Like I wanted to set myself up as being able to work remotely, so I had a sales job, who, which enabled to be good to go out there. Um, but 
pandemic hit during that time, uh, before I started painting, uh, it didn't really affect us too much apart from the beaches got empty and we got to surf breaks to ourselves. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> um, but it made my job very stressful. And I think that right. attributed some of my mental health journey and myself. Um, but uh, someone got it wrong. Uh, well, a couple of people got it wrong when they've written stuff about me or done an interview with me and spun it a different way. Is they said, obviously, that I was going through some mental health problems because of the pandemic and my friends took me to this art class and said, this will help you. It's not the case at all. I was on a date with this girl called Tatiana, my, my Russian friend. <laughs> She's Tatiana? An art teacher. Yeah, nice. amazing artist. And she... She was like, uh, we were introduced by my friend Nova and she uh, went, we went on this date. And then at the end of the date, she's like, you should come to my art class. That's a terrible <laughs> accent. I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, cool. I went along. I couldn't really say no because, you know, like, <laughs> what could I do in that situation? You're trying to impress someone. You can't really say, nah, I won't do that. But I, yeah, I went along and um, it turned out that I was pretty good on my first lesson. Uh, so I went for another lesson with her and then I was friend zoned because I just became her student because uh. <laughs> but it was fine because then I had a new hobby and new passion I was gonna and, say it uh, paid uh, off yeah yeah exactly and uh, I just after that I painted pretty much every day I'm one of these people that gets very obsessive when I find something new yeah me and, too yeah um, yeah I just dive straight into it I went straight to the art shop bought everything bought myself a nice little brush case and yeah I just started painting um, and practicing my painting and um and then I guess shortly after that, the whole pandemic was getting more and more serious. Uh, it was I was feeling the effects of it, not knowing what was going on back home. And I had some, some of my own personal experiences. Something happened that I don't really want to talk about, but it didn't help. And um, yeah, I, uh, I found myself in a very dark spot and um, I ended up having to take a sabbatical from work. Right. Um, but during that time, like I, well, cause I knew I needed to come home. So I took a sabbatical, just thought I'd just chill out for a month. Um, it's going to take me a while to get home because of the flights were a bugger. Yeah. Um, and uh, I stopped surfing. I started, I reclused, you know, I just went into myself, didn't go out, didn't see my friends anymore, but I was painting every day. Uh, and I even moved myself to another part of the island, which I love, which I was, I thought I'd go and surf every day, but I didn't really. I just ended up painting all the time and um recluse there had a couple of legends that were looking out for me but didn't realize i was going through anything i think they must have had some kind of sixth sense that i was struggling a little bit because they would constantly invite me out and invite me to things and take me on adventures and i needed that more than ever i realized because yeah like you need to have that support network around you but i was painting every day and that really helped me just lose time and like make me think about my life and make maybe really introspect. And I, I just came up, I just, it's, yeah, just used your left side of your brain and you just lost them. But like so, so much magic can happen when you're getting creative. And I think because I'm quite a creative person anyway, it was just the perfect tool for me rather than speaking to anyone about it. I mean, I know we should talk about it. I kept very quiet. I did speak to my parents back home and my sister and a couple of people, very limited people, but I literally was dealing with it myself. And I yeah. found that art therapy was incredible and it changed my life because now I've uh, quit my job. When I came home, I quit my job because People, another thing I was doing as well is I was also video blogging and um, I was very sort of like on my Instagram story showing people what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I like social media, I really enjoy social media. And people were noticing going, wow, Graham, you're pretty good. And then I started getting commissioned, but I was like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. I, I can't 
be yeah i've only just started you know like imposter syndrome kicks in but they really liked what i had to offer and then i said okay well, i'll tell you what buy me some materials put some money towards charity maybe like mental health or something like that and and i'll i'll paint you a picture that will mean something from me to you and at the same time i get to paint what i want and i'm homing in my craft it's like you're putting me through art school in a way and uh so they were down for that and then the donation that came in to me and my materials was a lot more than I thought because they wanted to pay me more. And then I thought, okay, there's something in this. And then I uh, did a did one particular vlog, which I started doing like little vlogs about my art process and time lapse. And then I did one called Angels, which was a painting that I wanted to paint for my two friends, Michelle and Sean, that were looking after me at that time without knowing what was going on. And it was like a very open, honest vlog. Angels part one and part two, if you want to see that, they're in my back catalogue of my IGTV, Instagram and YouTube. Um, but yeah, I basically just was open and told everyone I was struggling and it really impacted a lot of people. And I had a lot of messages and people telling me their own experiences. And then I thought, you know what, there's something in this. Uh, I want to keep doing this. And have you heard of Blind Boy? podcast no i haven't no i always talk about him on every single podcast i go on because he was one of the main inspirations for me for the last couple of years i've yeah. started listening to his podcast he is a podcaster who talks about mental health talks about art talks about music he's a he's a he's a musician from ireland he was in a band called the rubber bandits they used to wear plastic bags on their head um uh, they're, they're 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 very they're quite quite big they actually almost got to number one and beat uh x factor and nearly beat christmas x factor number one i think they were number two nice <laughs> uh but yeah his podcast is incredible he's sort of moved away from that industry now and he's now podcasting and his podcast got loads of traction and then he started he added a thing called patreon which you're, you're aware of patreon yeah 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 it's like it's yeah, yeah. only yeah. fan basically isn't it yeah, so basically, yeah, pretty much only fans of podcasters. For, so for podcasts and art and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, I mean, like, if you've got a message, you can use it. And then I, I, I ended up subscribing to him anyway before I even thought of this because I thought if anyone's worth a tenner a month for putting out four podcasts a month that I enjoy and get value out of, it's Blind Boy, okay? And he's probably got loads now and uh, he's doing very well, very successful. And um, I thought, how can I make myself a full-time vlogger artists and then do stuff for mental health and give back and then have a message so I, yeah. I would start i would start using patreon and then long story short there's a bit of a backstory to how it all developed but they ended up uh, bringing a thing called the karma card project which are basically my gift cards and then anyone that pledges to me to help me produce the vlog help me do run events for mental health and help me and to basically help me spread the word, you know, um, and get value out of what I say and who I interview, like Davina. She was one girl that I was, one girl that I interviewed to, to help to spread her message about what she does. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought, I'll tell you what, I'll give them six, six gift cards of my art prints every six months. The idea is that you get a gift card and it's a powerful message. It's based on, it's based on something that Davina said, actually, in one of her, one of my interview with her. Uh, she was talking about her black friend who was uh, receiving like racial slurs as a as a as a youngster, and and she was body conscious from it. And then that's what Davina does. So we'll talk about it now, I guess. Davina paints people 
um, to give them an experience and help empower them and their mindset around body image issues. And mm. um, so her friend who she, she considers extremely beautiful and doesn't know why she's having these issues, obviously uh, it's, it's all from a two second moment that can last a lifetime. That's what she said. And that stuck with me really powerfully. And then that's what one of the catalysts that got me to this idea, because yes, that is extremely true. But like a two second light, a two second moment of positivity can last a lifetime as well. So I, I feel like giving this to the people that pledge to me once every six months, I get six of my gift cards. They can then write a letter of love to someone that might be struggling. They might not even know they're struggling or someone that's not struggling. They just want to reconnect with, you know, or mm. say sorry or congratulations or whatever. Then send this positive message out to them. And then, then they're part of the whole team and then it comes back and feeds it's a positive feedback loop into loop into what I'm doing and helps me survive to to do what I do and people are really really responding well to it and I've had lots of messages and feedback from people that have even received the cards saying Graham like uh, my friend didn't realize I was going through some stuff and I really needed that moment because you imagine if one of, you get one of these gift cards through the post or it doesn't have to be one of these gift cards <laughs> if you're an artist out there you want to do this you got by all means go for it um but like if you if you were to receive a letter that's been mindfully thought about or someone's written something lovely about you and or said they just they want they want to you know just check in on you because they, they're worried or whatever you know that thoughtful process of writing the letter putting it in an envelope walking to the post office licking sticking paying money to put it in and then that person realizes what that journey has that card yeah had. and i feel like it's so powerful much more powerful than the text um even i think it's it's on par with actually picking up the phone and speaking to someone you know it's like it's it and uh well, there's something there's something about. slightly there's almost something slightly romantic about it these days isn't there even if it's even if it's not um i, I don't necessarily mean you know like sending it to your, your partner or whatever even sending it to your friend what i mean is it you know in this day and age when you've got social media and it's it's easier than ever to connect to talk to people yeah. which is makes it fascinating that our mental health is only getting worse and we're only feeling more and more alone in ourselves. Yeah. yeah it's it, it never been easier, but something like that, like you said, because someone has taken actual time over it and, and put some thought into it. Yeah. Um, it, it just means a million times more. I mean, I've still, I've still got a letter from, you know, whoever that I, is just like folded up in a drawer somewhere, but yeah. it's still like, it's still something special. It's not, it's not like a, a something, a nice message on a WhatsApp chat or something like that. It, it means something completely oh, yeah. different. It's kind of, it's almost like a, something from a bygone era, isn't it? But it, yeah, yeah. that's, I think, that, I think that's, there's something to it. Yeah, for sure. And like, it's, it's incredible because like a lot of people that have signed up that, to my Pharma Card project that aren't of that age of the never in, what's a pen pal? They don't even yeah. know what that is, you know? Yeah. And now they get to participate in something which is completely unknown to them. And then it's, and they can see the benefits from it. So I think it helps them as well um and and now now it's grown in january after i came back from bali um because i went to my parents house for a while just to like reset and took a bit more time off work went back to work realized that i just really didn't want to be at work and i was yeah. loving painting i was on a mission everything was aligning started the karma card project within that first month i managed to get enough patronage to get myself just under a part-time wage to be able to say goodbye job i'll take a pay cut for this because i'm on a journey now and I uh, then that rest is history, really. I've now, now I now have a full time job with these amazing people around the world. Twenty three countries, one hundred and thirty patrons so far, uh, supporting me to be able to do mental health campaigns, and which I'm doing right now. I'm, I've just done one, and I'm about to do another huge one, which 
I literally was running around all day and yesterday organizing <laughs> called yeah. Start Connect. So yeah, it's amazing that these people can be all part of my team, you know, and we're all in it together. And it's, and, and I, I'm so grateful because it's given me the life that I've always dreamed of because I love traveling. I love surfing. This is going to enable me to be able to do things like this all over the world. Mm. Uh, and at the same time, it's given me purpose rather than selling someone advertising. Um, yeah. That's the, that's the big thing, isn't it? I mean, how, you know, as you said, you wanted to get to that kind of, I guess that digital nomad thing, which you, you, you know, you kind of found yourself in Bali and then, and then, and then you kind of got started with the art going, going back to initially, you say, you know, when you started the art and kind of, the, I guess this time last year and the, the pandemic and stuff, you, you say you kind of became a bit of a recluse and, and kind of went into yourself and you were just painting. Do you think that was necessarily perhaps because you were having, um, you know, a, a bad time within your head, or do you think it was your a kind of obsessive personality being like, holy shit, I love doing this art thing. I'm just going to put all my focus into this. Cause I'm I like my experience as well. Like I'm, I'm very much like, as soon as I get into something, I get obsessed with it from, you know, being when I was younger and windsurfing, and I still now base my entire life around windsurfing. And then more recently I've got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu and now it's all I can think about. And, you know, I've gone from not doing it to doing it for hours every week and things. So it's, it, do, do you think it was that? And then something I, maybe that, that's a question in of itself, but I'll, um, yeah, I think the, do you, um, something I talk about quite a lot on the podcast, especially in terms of mental health is, is how important awareness is. Cause once you've got an awareness of it, I say it's a bit like the monster in a horror movie. When you, mm. when you can't see the monster, it's so much scarier. Yeah. When you can't see it, you're like, oh my God, what is that in the shadows over there? But then well, once you, okay. once they do the reveal and you see the monster, you're like, oh, that's that's pretty horrible, but I, I can see it now. So I, I know I know what to do. I can raise my hands and I can defend myself kind of thing. And I compare, yeah. you know, anxiety or, or mental health a bit like that as well. You briefly well, said it. Did you have I, that awareness? I knew what I needed to do. Okay. And yes, I was completely aware of my situation and I've, I'm a big boy now, age of 39. Uh, and not, not, not everyone is, is as self-aware as I am, but I've been through stuff in my life, you know, and I knew what I needed to do. And it, it's happened to me before in my life, whether it's right. a breakup or something else that's been stressful, you know, like, yeah. um, I, I tend to recluse and I, I think, yeah, Part of it was because I was obsessive about the painting. I just wanted to do that. I started video editing. So I was going, to, I was making my paintings and I was running around to a or going to a cafe and editing all night and just not seeing my friends. Um, but I, I think, I think mostly it was something that I needed to do. Yeah. And I, I don't think any shame in that if you do need to take some time out. Okay. And you need that time by yourself and we should be aware that other people might, do the same because you, you see someone that are hiding away and not not socializing immediately you're like oh let's go and get them out let's go and get them out let's go come on what are you doing and then like that could possibly be more damaging for them because they don't want to be out you just need to be there for them and that's why my two friends were such a help because i wanted to be by myself i wanted to just chill i didn't want to go and drink and party i didn't even want to surf it's weird um but i i knew that um i needed to just sort of stay back and just hibernate for a while and then mm. be with my thoughts but the but the thing is that it would have been so much worse if i didn't have the i mean it's, it's not a nice thing to go through depression anyway 
but like it would have been so much worse if I didn't have the painting because that yeah. painting was my angel you know it was like it was there it was there for me when I needed it and I lost hours where otherwise I would have been I'm in my room doing what what I feel is best for me but <laughs> the time would have dragged and I probably would have, would have been looking at lots of toxic stuff online or you know I just it would have been harder you know so I think that if someone is reclusing uh ask a question just tell them you're there you know uh but don't force anyone out i think it's that's something that's uh i've learned from this you know you just everyone's got their own way of dealing with things it's not one shoot that fits all absolutely and I, yeah i think that, that that's such a good point like every especially at the moment as as the world opens up um and we are or yeah you know you can suddenly go out and meet friends again and things and i've done a few posts about this and a lot of people are going to feel a lot of pressure that, oh, I, I, now that we can, I need to go and see my friends and all this stuff. And now we need, oh, they're all going out for dinner and they've invited me. But actually, and I'm not, not from a COVID perspective, more from a, like, um, um, I feel a bit overwhelmed being in a room yeah. with hundreds of other people. And, you know, maybe you're not feeling, you're feeling a bit conscious about yourself. Maybe you've, you know, gained a couple of pounds. I mean, who, who hasn't in the last few months, yeah. you know? But like, it's... I, I have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, yeah, we've been sitting, eating and doing nothing else. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult. And I think that's such a good point of like, everyone just needs to be a little bit more patient with, and this is for general times as well, but specifically at the moment, I think a little bit more patience with each other. And if someone doesn't want to come out and drink a load of pints, and if someone yeah. doesn't want to come and meet for breakfast the next day, like, we just got to be like, okay, no worries. You know, we'll catch you for the next one or we'll pop over and see you after and, yeah, and some I think, people still don't want hugs. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I think it's, and I I genuinely do think that is happening. I think there is a lot. There is, it's one of the perhaps good things that has come out of the last year. I think people have learned to maybe be a bit more patient with others and go right. Actually, I'll maybe respect you, and you don't want to come over and even something like just giving me a hug. They're like, I don't want to do that, or I've I've decided actually. And this is my own, my own personal journey. I've, I'm, I'm not really drinking anymore. And I found I don't really like drinking anymore. And I'm, I'm going to have to figure out in the next few months how I navigate the actual world from a point of, I don't think I want to go and drink beers anymore. And it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be pretty challenging. And I'm, I'm genuinely really anxious about it. And I think there's a lot of people, whether it's drinking or, uh, they found a routine whether they where they love working out now or they found a hobby like painting or something like that and they go I don't want to lose this now that the world's open and I'm going to do other things again yeah no for sure but what is it you feel anxious about mainly is what other people think yeah for sure yeah well yeah because I guess a lot of people feel this pressure you know when you when you're gonna suddenly you know go out and and, and socialize and if you're suddenly, look, I don't think I want to stay out till two in the morning and get shit faced and go and drink a load of beers and all this, then they're like, oh, come on, do it. And you know that within two weeks, they're going to have forgotten about it and they'll just be like, oh, Sandy's not having a drink. But yeah. you know, those first couple of weeks, I'm, I'm very conscious um, that there's going to be a bit of yeah. conversation around it. And yeah. It's a complete shift. That what we've been through a complete shift. So we're still adjusting. Uh, I mean, like, the shift isn't finished you know like there was a shift when covid dropped on us and then we're coming out of it and there's uh, we're experiencing all these shifts that are happening afterwards so like it's just you know like it, like people are right you know we're going to be seeing the effects of covid for a long time i know you don't like talking about covid on the uh, no 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 it's fine. Like, it's fine but yeah, yeah. But yeah like we are going to see it um uh on the you know 
ongoing for a little while now you know so uh, yeah you're right we just have to be patient and uh you know think and then we will find our way and I think it's incredible a lot of the changes that have happened and I, I think it's incredible some of the people that have resurfaced I haven't seen for a while and what they're up to and what they've new businesses they started and yeah I was working in sales like through the whole of the pandemic when people and trying to sell businesses advertising and I had some interesting conversations and it was incredible it was so inspiring and I think it was one of the catalysts for me for when I was going through my time that maybe really think about it because there were people that were like, oh, yeah, I've been a builder for years, but I just love playing basketball and I want to coach yeah. basketball. I've quit my job and I'm going to go and teach basketball. And it's like, what? Like it's That's completely epic. shifting, completely shifting, you know, it's, and like it's some people that had a very tough time with it as well. So I almost had to become like a, a counselor in those situations. Mm. Right. And, but yeah, it is total change. Well, I mean, you're a, you're, 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 a, you're literally a prime example of it. I think, I think a lot of people, and, and I'm not saying this is your reasoning for it, but I think a lot of people have just taken a step back and they've been forced to take some time and they've actually realized, fuck, like, maybe this is maybe a bit corny, but like life, life is short. And actually, do I want to be working in sales in a, in a cubicle for the next 20 years? And that's, that's life, you know? Um, and, and I think, yeah, like a lot of people have, a, a prime example for me is a girl I worked with on a season about eight years ago. She's was, uh, lives up in Birmingham and she was working uh, as like a shift man, a manager or something in a Toby Carvery and obviously had a bit of a passion for food and everything like that. And in the last year, she set up a, a like takeaway business called, called Gigi's Kitchen or something. And it has completely taken off. She's now got two shops, two shop fronts. They're doing it. She's got a, she's like, wow. recruiting a fleet of drivers and she's like quit her job and she's got her own business and all this. And I'm just sitting there like, that is the sickest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Like, and you know, she, it's, it's so, and, and like, there's other examples as well. And I think it's just, it's so awesome that people have been like, actually, do you know what? I could just sit and work in this comfortable job, but am I, am I going to look back on it? And this is, it, I guess it's something I've, you know, taken. Uh, and I, what I've decided is like, I just, I, I took this mindset of you're always going to regret the things that you don't do a lot more than the things that you do do. You know, I, I quit my job a couple of years ago uh, to, to become self-employed because I realized that yeah. I, I was never going to let someone tell me. Stuff. Yeah, I was never going to let someone tell me when I could and couldn't go windsurfing ever again. That was what I decided, yeah. you know, and I, and yes. I think a, a lot of people have, have realized that in the last year. Apart that, from yourself, you can tell yourself that you can't go windsurfing. <laughs> yeah, I can tell myself that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah I think a lot of. A lot, a lot of people have, have, have realized that for, for their, their windsurfing, wherever it is, you know, like I said, whether it's basketball mm. or, you know, golf, whatever, um, they've realized actually, no, I'm, I'm going to make my life a bit more about the things that I love doing. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's, it's one of those things that I'm trying to adjust to right now is becoming an artist. You know? Right. Like I've had people, like, it's, it's, a, it's weird to say that I'm calling myself an artist now, because I am, I'm an artist. But there are <laughs> people that I've come across along the way that have, been like wow you should there's so many artists out there you should be going to you should have done all your training for years and you, you can't call yourself that there's oh how dare you and i'm like well hang on a second like van gogh didn't do any formal training i was about to say yeah yeah and it's like um but like i'm finding it hard being a creative and doing what i do because obviously i've got the patreon support and i feel like i've got so I am self-employed, but I consider them my 130 bosses and I'm working for them, you know? And uh, so like when I, yeah, when I, so when I 
sometimes look at what I'm doing and I'm doing a post on Instagram. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, like, am I, um, is, this, is this allowed? Am I, <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I'm being naughty yeah. um, when I'm actually just being creative and I'm doing what I've got to do to spread the message or, you know, or increase my platform. And um, I sometimes feel guilty if I go for a surf, like that's something I need to work on. Mm. It's, uh, it's uh, something very interesting, but at the same time, and then I stop, I'll go surf and I kick myself and go, oh my gosh, I've made it. <laughs> yeah, wait, that, that's, that's such an interesting point as well, is, is feeling feeling that guilt because it's when once it all falls onto you you do end up feeling the guilt if you do want to go right i'm going to take the afternoon i'm going to go surfing or i've written this instagram post but is it good enough or i've painted this but will they like it or is you know me maybe just trying to speak to your experience but it 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 is it's something i've learned as well i'm very good at you know i can dish out this chat all day long but i find it very difficult to apply it to my own life you know what i mean (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's tough no, totally, with yeah. with with art then um because again it's, it's just it's kind of i think the more and more i do this podcast the more curious i get about everyone and the way they live their lives but with with art and the, the kind of community of art there's long been this kind of i don't want to say snobbery but i guess no, i, can't, yeah, I guess yeah, i can't i guess i can't think of a better word for it what's that been like for you snootiness <laughs> snooty yeah snooty snooty yeah. is a better word but what's that been like for you navigating that being so so new into it um and and kind of you've had a, a like a rocket start into the i suppose you'd call it an industry what's what's that been like for you kind of navigating that well do you know i've only come across a couple of trolls and uh, but to be honest like because i think i put myself in the right situations and I surround myself around the, with the right people and all the people that I've been targeting with my art I'd be the my loved ones and I've got nothing but positivity and praise and um yeah so I haven't found it too hard I mean like I, I can totally get it though because I, I speak to a lot of people that are very unconfident and I, I'm very fairly confident person um but like yeah, I think it's just really important to have really good mentors. Like I've got a couple of really good, amazing people that I look up to that help right. me out and give me advice. And yeah, no, I don't feel like I've really struggled uh, with that. Um, yeah, it's a hard one, actually. Um, but yeah, it, there's definitely a, a snot there, or there is, if you, if I, before I started art, you know, and then I would look from the outside, I'd be like, oh, that's a club that's not inclusive for me. I'm not part of that club. Yeah, that's uh, exactly it. Actually, yeah, but actually, it's for everyone. And to, mm-hmm. and art, and, and to be human uh, is, is, well, to be able to do art is being human, you know, like that's what separates us, <laughs> you know, like uh, we can, we can create art. And I think everyone, art's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? so yeah that yeah exactly yeah so like even if you think you're a piece of art is a piece of shit there's going to be someone out there that's going to absolutely adore what you've done you know Mm. like it's uh it's 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 incredible it's it's so diverse there's so many ways and so many avenues like it's such a big world crazy world i'd I'd highly recommend it recommend everyone to get involved somehow even if they just pick it up as a as a little practice or a little hobby you know, it's just so important. Like a lot of top psychologists would go back and play with mud, you know, because uh, I can't remember which psychology it was, but he would play with sticks and mud, but give himself, put himself back into that child creative state. Yeah. It's really good for him, you know? Yeah. So. That's, yeah. I just, I find it really, because I, 
I was reasonably good at, at art. I was always in the top class in school for art and things. And I was, I was quite good at it. I was never, I was never like super, I wouldn't say creative. Like I always had a vision in my brain of what I wanted to draw or whatever. And I, I've always yeah. been, I've always been a real, real nerd, Graham. Basically, I've always been obsessed, obsessed with Lord of the, yeah, obsessed with Lord of the Rings as a kid and stuff. Yeah, obsessed with you know Lord of the Rings as a kid and things. So in in art, I would always try and just like paint. Like when we we you know in exams, they're like right, you got five hours and you got to paint something. So I just paint like I just imagine like the mountains in Lord of the Rings and I'd like paint that and have a basic drawing and, and all this, but. In all honesty, even though I was I was all right at it, I I always found it really, really, really stressful. And I don't know whether that was maybe it was a confidence thing for me because I was really I was terrified of showing other people my work. I'd be like, I don't want to, you know, because I was like, and I, I I'm sure maybe it's just because you're a teenager and you're not you still don't know who you are and you're not so confident. But and th- this is something we'll talk about later with with your art therapy and, and stuff like that as well. But with with art and stuff like I. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's so amazing that you found it slightly, you know, later on in your life when you're perhaps a bit more confident in yourself. But I always found art to be really, really stressful when as as a younger person doing it to the point where I've never really like drawn or done anything since. And maybe that's just because I haven't had time, the nature of what I've done for the last 10 years. But since leaving school, I've never bothered. And I, I remember it being quite a stressful experience. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it, oh, it's, it's it's the way you frame what art is, you know. There's, yeah. there's so many different different things what we call art, like what you're doing of a podcast and uh, collating a podcast of amazing people to talk to and, and of a message and the way you do it and your analogies of Daenerys burning down <laughs> the city. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that yeah, was you, that was that, Ben's that, conversation. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's create that's a that's that's creative, you know. Like, yeah. uh, and what you're what you're doing, you're creating something. This is your art form. So then, yeah, I think you know, like, you just need to find what your art form is. Because I I, I tried acrylics the other day. I found that very stressful. Right. <laughs> I paint with oils, and uh, I I tried to do a painting with uh, acrylics, and I was like, yeah, that's not my medium. So I think you just people just need to find their medium. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be with the fact that, you know, you gain confidence with years as well. Um, yeah. I think that, I've yeah. Always been, I've always been fairly creative since a young age anyway. I've been I've been musical as well. I've been in okay. bands. And, and I remember that I, I was good at art at school. You know, right. That was the last time I picked up a brush. And I remember even one of my first creative memories was I did a watercolour of a fruit bowl and I caravan holiday in Devon and I remember being really impressed with myself and I can vividly remember that painting yeah wow. and I still wowed by it actually and I was like well, why don't I just do something about it then <laughs> so you but never I but did. you never did no well the thing is though you know life's a journey isn't it so yeah uh, I always had it in me and um you know I've lived my life the way I should have and it's gone the right way I've, I've acquired skills in different areas which has helped me yeah, you know, like spread the message and market myself as an artist as well. I think that's very important. A lot of people are really good artists, but they're never going to get heard or seen because they don't know how to platform themselves. So, and yeah, that's that's something about having a good mentor as well. Is, uh, yeah. Cool. Has that has that helped? You know, I, I, I probably already know the answer to this question, but do you think having having something like social media and things like that has? Do you think that's really really helped you or artists in general? Um, kind of you know get themselves out there because there's a certain skill to doing that as well isn't there yeah. yeah well it's a lot more work than people think you know yeah. especially to fight with the algorithms and whatnot but um 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, social, well, obviously, my, I would say, like, painting is a narrative for me, okay, storytelling and is, is my art form, and right. I love making video blogs, I love making something which is, which tells a story, and uh, so that's what I really, really want to really get into, the more and more I do this, you know, and when I found the art, and it was, it gave me a narrative for my video editing, so I've always done video editing, like, for different events because I've always been like putting on events and stuff and helping other people with events and and I would do piece together little things on iMovie and then I've got Final Cut Pro and you know but like I I think that the art is a narrative for me and uh yeah so that's where were we going with this <laughs> I've done one of those <laughs> that's fine yeah 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 no I just yeah. said talk yeah social media so yeah well social media yeah like um I think yeah social media is very is is a very good tool i mean i don't necessarily have to use social media or be particularly very good at it you know um but it's definitely something that can help for sure um and at the same time with your mental health as well social media needs to be very much monitored as well it's something i want to really start pushing in my messages because what i do now is i i i've been clearing out who i follow i've been fo only following stuff that inspire me so when i now pick up my instagram and look at the, the discovery feed it's like oh wow there's a baby cooing or there's, a, there's a, a lizard laying an egg and it's like all like really inspiring or art pieces yeah. and time lapses rather than like boobs and guns <laughs> yeah i think that's 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 one of the big the big i think the, big, the biggest problem with social media is just the amount of comparing that goes on you know you have someone sitting at the yeah. house sitting at a house in the uk looking at someone in you know bali or in greece or something living it up looking like they've got you know the the yeah. bottle service lifestyle i suppose you call it and they go oh, why don't i have that and things and it's very obvious that that is that what they're seeing is one percent of that other person's life, but it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult for your brain to register that, and you end up going, "Why don't I look like that?" Or yeah. "Why don't I look like this Gymshark model with a six pack?" Or that I'm suddenly yeah. seeing, or "Why don't I? Why don't I look like this?" I think that's the damaging bit. But that's that's a good tip. What you said you're doing, you're just trying to trying to take control of your take control of your social media and go. I can social actually, I can health. Yeah, I can stay on. I can stay on Instagram. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of absolutes. You know, I don't believe that life is black yeah. and white. You don't you don't need to go right. Well, social media is not that good for me, so I'll delete all the apps. You know, I I don't yeah. need that. I think there there yeah, there is a it. yeah. You've got it. Life's all about balance, and if you can find if you can find that balance, even with something as you know arbitrary as just Instagram, but if you can find yeah. a balance on it and go right, actually. You know, even if I only end up following my friends and a hundred other accounts that I like, then that, yeah. you well, know. Well, the thing is, what we do to accept is that social media is here to stay. And I know that some people have a real hard time with that and think, oh, why can't we go back to the old days? But it's, it's, and it's, it's contributing to all these young people's mental health. Well, yes, it is. But we need to nip it in the bud and we need to uh, adapt to this day and age and teach people about uh, res responsible use around uh, social media you know and it's uh, something I struggle with as well like trying to be responsibly away from my phone at enough time but I'm, yeah uh, I do uh, I do use it quite a lot to promote myself so yeah it's yeah. yeah it's difficult isn't it like that's it's something I've definitely been trying to uh, trying to practice recently in the last month or so is like for the last sort of hour or two of every day because I work in social media as well so I'm my phone is work so but the last hour or two, 
I think I was guilt, very guilty over the last couple of years of convincing myself, oh, I'm on my phone, so I'm doing work. But actually, I'm not. I'm just scrolling my own Instagram. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like take steps to be like, right, that last hour or two of the day, there's no need for me to be on my phone. I'm sitting, chilling out. I'm usually watching a movie or something. So I'm like, just, I try and like, just do not disturb has become my new thing. I put it on do not disturb and I turn my phone upside down, down. even just doing yeah. something like that. Because if you, yeah. if it's in the corner of your eye, if it's in your peripheries and it pings, you go, ooh, and you look yeah, over to yeah. it. But I just something yeah. like turning it upside down has made a big difference for me because, and it's on do not disturb. Yeah. So it doesn't make a single yeah. noise. And yeah, and I find video it, editing, I have my phone, my phone turned upside down and that's so wonderful. Yeah. I get much more production done. Yeah. It's such but, a, but also, it's so like, silly. I entwine my art with, with social media though. Because right. um, in case your listeners haven't, don't know what I do with my commissions, is I do what's called a surprise commission. Yeah, let's so, get into that. Let's get into that because yeah. I was I wanted to ask you about this and and kind of how it all works because it to it sounds epic, mate. So yeah, take, yeah, tell tell us about yeah. it. Right. Okay, right. So going back to when I was asking when people were checking me out and finding out, I was basically putting story posts up of my art when I started when I was going through my terrible time. Um, that and then they asked me to commission and that's where it was born so obviously uh, a lot of other artists as well said to me graham you found the holy grail of artist work like i can't believe that, that this is you, you've got this commission process so basically anyone any painting i do the person that commissions me has no idea what they're getting it's a complete surprise so they they're in it from the beginning for the surprise they right. might come to me with a loose idea with like i want something to do with my daughter or this memory or this place but at the end of the day, I have complete control in the subject image that I choose or concept that I want to paint for them. Uh, so what I do is I'll look through their social media or look through their life. I might even call up one of their friends in secret with their permission to ask them information about them so I can sort of have a curveball that they would not know about and then literally hit them with a surprise. So they and then when I start painting, that's when it's go. It's like, right, Instagram story. Georgia Davis, it's your turn, like that. This is one I just did for she. she I did the uh, Tory Gate in Japan for her, and she's like, "I've no idea what it is." And then I do the sky, and I tag her in. And she's like, "Do you know where this is yet?" And she's like, and "She still knows." They have an immersive experience. And oh, like, cool! Yeah, yeah. And then they see the stories unfold. They see their painting unfold. So I'm constantly having to have my my phone there while I'm painting. So sometimes it takes me ages to do a painting because I'm doing an angle. I might set it up to do a time lapse part of that painting, and then I bang tag them in and then they have this immersive experience and they get to you know enjoy the process of the painting as it goes and uh yeah it's it's really really nice actually because and especially once they get the reveal and, they, and it's that last part of the painting where it the last piece of the puzzle that is added and it, it finally finally work out what i'm painting for them they're like oh, i can't believe it and then they're like stoked and then they obviously tag i tag them in they share it to their story their friends see this service that they're having and they're like what the hell and then people were like adding me and saying great and then i'll get message at a dm saying i just saw this surprise commission i've been following it it's incredible could i get on your list i'm like yeah <laughs> you've got a six month wait though wow <laughs> i've got like yeah i've got 20 people now in line i think it's about eight months actually right um but yeah and then I, after i've done it i've also filmed it i've logged it with my camera uh, and I will use that as part of my vlog. So like I say, the art is the art is a narrative. So I'll have one section of the vlog where it's a time lapse of the art. Sometimes it's just the whole thing's a time lapse, depending on what I've got going on. But then I might. So I did one with Davina. I did. I was doing one for my auntie Irene and a nice thistle. I think it's it up here. Yeah, it's that, oh, that one there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you could put a video out for this, but 
Um, I'm planning to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, so uh, that would be like on the time lapse and then it'd be like, right, okay, the next part of the vlog, I'm on, my, on the train to London to go and visit, to visit Davina and watch her process and talk about her mental health journey. And uh, yeah, it's like, it's, they have a really, people that commission me have a really immersive experience. And then they have a memory at the end of the day because they're part of my vlog as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really quite incredible and quite special. I love yeah, it. that's that's such that's such a cool way of doing it. I think, as I said, when I read it, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah, it's really something I wanted to ask you about." And, and where 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 did you get the where where did that inspiration come from? Is there similar artists that do a similar thing that you were like, "Oh, I think I could do this," or were you, were you just no, like, no, "That's no. the kind of that's the way I'd like to to take this"? Well, and I've since doing it, I've seen other some other artists have done like what they call a surprise where they paint something and it's a surprise they see at the end but then this is completely my concept um because of you know like i said at the beginning when i had that imposter syndrome and i didn't want to paint i didn't want to be tied down to something that they wanted and i didn't want it to feel like work you know i wanted to just yeah something from, so that's that's the beauty of it that's why a lot of artists are like graham that's incredible like you get to paint what you want rather than saying someone come up and say i've, I've turned people down when they've come up to me and go, can you do a family portrait for me i'm like I no good but yeah i really don't want to uh because i you won't get the best out of me and then i say how how about i do the surprise commission and i, I tell them because they don't some people don't know they'll come with me with a with a picture right um but it, but and it also it gives me the opportunity to be able to say yes if i want to as well because sometimes i might really like the picture that they show me but like i at the end of the day like pretty much 99% of my work so far has been surprises. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really, really nice. And it means that I get to paint what I want as well. So I'm not feeling it's like a, like, like work, you know? Yeah. Well, one of, one of the best bits about it to me is, is the, the interactive nature of it. And, you, and it's, it, it, as you said, it's not just a, it's not just a product for, that you're putting out for, for, for someone at the end of the day for them to hang on their it's wall. Like, yeah, it's literally it's an experience, man. Like yeah. they're literally getting a, an, an experience with it as well, which I guess at the end of the day only makes the, the actual end product mean even more to them. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. No, it's, uh, and it's, and it's really nice. And the fact that it's like a word of mouth thing as well. People have told other people about what I do and I've had people message me saying they want what they want a piece of that you know yeah and uh and i don't another thing i don't i don't i let them choose what they pay as well oh do <laughs> like, you uh, yeah yeah like i i think a lot of artists struggle with like with pricing art and uh, at the beginning you know as well especially but um so i have a baseline of what i say what my price is and then i then i say well what can what do you feel it's worth to you like i, I tell them i normally tell them what the least is I can go to and then what the most that someone has paid and a lot of the time they want to top the top they want to pay more than that person oh I was going to pay more than anyway so how about I pay you 50 quid more than that and I'm like okay <laughs> so it's like yeah yeah good. it's incredible uh, but the thing is like at the end of the day like I don't I don't want to be out of reach to people like I've got a you know, I've got some people that might be not be financially blessed on my commission list that really want this experience. And I don't want to take that away from them. Not right now, you know, like I, I, at the beginning of my journey as well. So I want to try and stay as humble as I can. Yeah. You know? And if, if there's a, if it's a single mum that wants a painting and that's not got much money or a single dad, you know, um, uh, I, I will, I will, I will just, I will not, I'll tell, I will tell them characteristically, I will not 
categorically I can't speak <laughs> um that I will not be offended if you go to the lower end of the scale I, yeah I totally and you will get the same service out of me like um because at the end of the day it's a narrative for my vlog and what I'm growing is the karma card project and that's paying me a, a part-time wage now and then I, that means I can afford to do all the stuff that I want to do with the mental health space and run the events like we can talk about that in a minute as well um and then also the painting is just a narrative for the blog. So as long as I'm painting, a, literally one painting every two weeks, just to top it up, you yeah. know, I'm surviving and I'm happy. I'm surviving and I'm happy. Well, like yeah. you said, like, well, like we said earlier as well, art, art can sort of kind of come across sometimes as a bit, a bit, it's an odd one because it, whilst it is for everyone and it is such a universal thing, it can come across as a bit snobby. And I think one thing that maybe puts a lot of people off is, sometimes the price of art it literally prices yeah. out it prices out yeah. over half of the people that would be interested in in buying it and things like that yeah. so um that's that's really cool that you you've gone kind of that that way about yeah. it and to be honest like whenever i do a painting for someone normally most of the time they'll sign up to the karma card project so well, that yeah exactly you know it's and then i'm getting a residual income off them for the rest of their life <laughs> yeah it, it all it all um, kind of feeds into it if you're being if you're being slightly business minded and smart about it then it, it, it makes complete sense yeah. to be like look you know you know it's not just for uh this kind of demographic isn't it yeah and also there's something i do want to explain about the karma card project as well which some people find it hard because they think oh like you just you just you just don't want to work and a lot of people just don't get it because they can't they it's it's totally unorthodox it's not nine to five you know it's a completely new shift mind shift way of artists being supported but i am giving back with this and i am putting positivity into the world and also i want this to grow so much that it pays me a good uh, full-time wage and then i want to invest it into a wellness business and i've already made steps i tell my patrons that i've now put i'm putting money aside every month from the money that comes in to start a website, which is going to be a safe space for people that want to reach out and ask for help that might not be able to pick the phone up, but it's going to be an online safe space on this website called the Angels Forum, where I'm going to be collecting therapists from around the world who can then be on the other side of this, moderating it to give them an instant first aid, whatever country they're messaging from, and then maybe mm. even be able to signpost them to places that could give free help or, or you know, affordable help. Uh, because you know i get a lot of people like, like like ben west was saying he gets a lot of people messaging him and he, what, he can't help everyone no oh, yeah you know? um but like i want to be able to refer people to the right appropriate channels and if i've got like a website that me and my patrons and everyone else that i meet i can tell out anyone in the world can refer this person that wants to kill themselves or is depressed or just broken up to send a message so in this little box it's like sending a message like a prayer into heaven on the other side there will be count uh, uh, hopefully lots and lots of therapists ready to take ownership of that conversation and then give them that instant first aid that they need it because a lot of people nowadays can't pick up those phones those helplines um which is you know is is something it's a very brave move to do is to pick up uh, pick up a helpline and yeah i think i yeah per personally i've always found the helplines more, more terrifying than talking to someone i know but i know a lot of people feel the opposite way they yeah. think i can't Me talk too. to you know I, me too i couldn't i couldn't do it i don't last thing i last thing i'd want to do or last thing i did want to do when i was having you know real problems was was talk to a stranger about it i was like no i need to i need to talk to someone that i i know really well you know um, yeah. but i, I yeah. there's a lot of people you know unfortunately out there that perhaps don't have the best domestic lives and things like that so 
they've kind of got nowhere else to go. But there is, I don't want to say a stigma because that's a, that's a very strong word, but there is a certain level of that with calling helplines and, and, and things like that. Um, and it, especially in the UK, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of connotations of, well, they're just going to tell me to take this medication and I'm just going to have to sit and wait for eight weeks before someone can see me and things like that. And I think that is getting better. And I think that's something also that's got a lot better over the last year. I think mental health support is going to start um, getting a lot better. But that's the, the, the bottom line of this podcast that I always say, like literally my, my motto, I suppose you could call it a motto, is that the more we all talk, the easier it becomes. Um, yeah. And that's always been it. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I've said it many times and I'll keep saying it like this podcast genuinely is therapy for me. Like I just love talking to other, I love just talking to other people, you know? Um, and if I'm honest, I rarely talk about myself on it. Usually it's all about talking to the guests, but that's why I've done my solo episodes where I literally just sit here and I just talk into a mic. Now I don't listen to it back, anything like that. I just put it out there. And often it's just me chatting absolute shit. Hundred percent need to listen to the Blind Boy podcast. Then you would love him. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah. Tr- trust me, you would love that. And he, he studied psychotherapy as well, so he always gives out some really good little gems and nuggets. Uh, but at the end of the day, all he's doing is give his, giving his own experiences and saying how he think, manages their own. I think. Health. Yeah, I think that's so. That's so much more valuable than a lot of people think. Everyone out there, everyone out there has their own experiences and things like that. And, you know, often I think it's subconscious that you can, but you can just kind of draw from them, um, you know, and they can kind of get you, get you through it. But going, going back to your point before as well, something, something you said about a lot of people saying, oh, I don't want to work and all this stuff. That's something that's always kind of pissed me off because at the end of the day, none of us want to work, do we? Do you know yeah. what I mean? We well, all have, I've, I've never worked so hard since I've been working. Exactly. We all, I we all have, have you know, goals. So flat out. Yeah. yeah. We all have, we all have goals and, and, and things we want to do, but, Ultimately, we don't want to. We don't want to work. We just want to earn money, and they're they're, they're two yeah. very different things. And that's that's always pissed me off. That comes into something that uh, an author called Matt Haig wrote about that I've kind of adopted and talk about a lot now is the suffering Olympics. And suffering isn't an Olympics. And you people who are, <laughs> have it slightly worse than things, you don't need to announce that you have it worse. And I think that's yeah. what a lot of people do when they see someone like yourself going right. I used to have the sales job and it was all right, but it wasn't actually what I enjoyed. And now I'm doing this and I really enjoy doing it. And maybe I don't have to work quite as hard, but it's earning me a living and it allows me oh, to do all this stuff. I, other I, people. I works even harder. <laughs> yeah. But other, other people, other people, well, from, from the, from the outside, it probably doesn't look like you're working that hard because what you just said, you're happy, you know, you're happy yeah. and you're doing art and things like that. People go, no, no, you, you shouldn't be happy at work. You should be working. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, uh, I think that's some, something a lot of people are coming around to going like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to be, I'm going to do something and I'm going to work and I'm going to work and earn a living, but I'm also going to ensure that it makes me happy, you know? And that, that, that that's something that it's something that I, I take, I took into my own life a couple of years ago. And it's why it's probably the reason I started this podcast was because I was like, you know, I'll talk to talk to other people about this and spread again what we just said. My own experience. I want to spread that yeah. my experience of going, hey guys, like, and it's not me. It's not me like, oh fuck, I've, I've lost the word. But it, it's not me like giving a speech about it and being like, you should all be doing what I'm doing. But it's more just being like, look, I was having a really really bad time, and then you can actually go. Do you know what? I'm gonna try and find something that makes me happy while still earning earning a living. There's a big difference. It's inspirational. You should be inspired by these people. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people that were going, well, you know, you, you should be 
you, you're not working very, you're not working very hard. How are you earning a living from that? And I'm, you know, I literally said there's no podcast I recorded yesterday. Unfortunately, I think a lot of it comes out of jealousy um, yeah. or, or some deep seated issue within themselves going, well, I, a few years ago, I wanted to try and do that. Or a few years ago, yeah. I wanted to become a basketball coach or uh, I wanted to start my own whatever business and, and I didn't. And Just, now I'm pissed off. <laughs> Yeah, and then that's where you need to hold a space in your heart and, and compassion for those people. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's testing, but that's some, one of the things that my mentor, Leslie, was always say, if you're being attacked and you're triggering someone, um, you need to remember at the end of the day, they've you can't see inside their head and it might not be a very nice place. And uh, mm. so you just need to hold that space and that compassion for them. Even, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Turn the other cheek and... Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, more, more often than not, like I, I guess, I guess I call it. I, um, well, yeah. Whether you love him or hate him, like I think you know, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and stuff. And something that he says all the time is, he's like, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't get involved with it. You see, he don't. He's yeah. like, I don't even look at comments and and people like that because yeah, yeah. you can. It, ultimately, as well, through through social media, through writing a comment or tweeting someone back. That's not a platform to have an informed conversation with someone. You're never going to be able to, you're never going to be able to go, look, I understand why you've said this. You're probably quite upset. All that's going to do is upset them more. You need to get them. If you can get them on the phone or if you can go and sit down in a pub or in a park with them, then yeah, you're winning, but you are not going to, you're not, you're never going to win an argument or a conversation with someone over a social media platform. Cause that's not the way we've been. That's exactly what I do when, yeah, whenever someone does, like, if I have had a troll or attack or like that, I constantly, I'll say, hey, or I even in the comments will put my mobile number and say, yeah. come give me a call. Let's talk about this. And then yeah. they just, oh, no, I want to talk about this publicly. I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. like, so that's why you're doing why? this then. Exactly. You're hiding something, because you're hiding something. I'm yeah. like, I'm not hiding anything. I just gave you my telephone so I can have a proper conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a really, um, it's a really strange sort of, place where we're navigating i feel like i'm saying this on every episode but my my view with social media is just because you can doesn't mean you should you know just because you can comment on what yeah. someone's up to just because you can you know do do this doesn't mean you uh, you should do it i said it in said it in the podcast i did last week i, I do a lot of work for a couple of a couple of uh, local restaurants and things and some of the adverts on facebook that have been put out you know being like we're finally open we're so excited you guys can come back and join us and we, you know, we've been working on a new menu. We can't wait to serve you and all this. And some of the comments are, oh, well, I'm not going there. It's really expensive. And it's like, <laughs> you, you can't think, right, these people who own this, you know, this independent restaurant for the last year have had, you know, whatever, and they've been relying on just trying to do takeaway and all this. You, you, you feel like you need to go and write that in the, on the comments. Yeah. Like, are you expecting, do you expect the restaurant to be like, Oh, uh, you're you're right. Actually, we'll reduce the menu for you. Why don't you order and we'll give you a free meal? Like, what what are they ex- what do they expect this restaurant yeah. to do? Uh, yeah, it's just something that's I I just I just don't understand the mindset behind people, you know, going going in on things like that. Like you said, there must be something there must be yeah. something under the surface. But that actually could be quite a good way to disarm them. So, oh, okay, how about... And then you just, like, make a nice big public post about them <laughs> with a nice voucher for them to come in and enjoy the rest Yeah, of you come in. Guarantee they would not go in. Yeah, <laughs> so you know it. Exactly, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned 
you know, moving away from from restaurant talk. Sorry, I feel like I feel like I've gone off. I've gone off track. That's all right. Um, but something something else I really want to talk to you about. I'm, 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 as I said, I did a little bit of research on you, but I, if I don't know someone, I kind of like to just have a conversation. I feel like it's more organic, actually yeah, learning about yeah, them. Sure. But you, I, I know as well from your, your Instagram, you're doing kind of this art therapy stuff. Is, is that the events kind of stuff you were, you were talking about earlier? Yeah, so um, I'm not actually an art therapist. It's like um, I'm not training it at all. Uh, but but like, as, as we've already discussed, discussing art was therapy for me and it's my own experience yeah um, but um what i've uh, w- one of my things about what i wanted to do as an advocate uh, or ambassador for mental health is to set up things locally and then then pass them on to people that might want to take the reins and then maybe do another one in costa rica or another one in bali so that's like mm-hmm. my, my my vision to be able to go around the world and set things up and do like events and stuff so um Actually, this, a girl called Kate got in touch with me when I was back home with my parents and she started following me. And I said I was coming back to Newquay. And she said, I've just opened a therapy studio. So I was like, oh, sweet, like that. And then she's, she wanted to talk, discuss about, you know, art and therapy and what we can do in her space. Uh, so that's, uh, that, that collaboration came along. And uh, when I came back to Newquay, we did a vlog. We basically sat down, had a chat and discussed. And then Youth Art Connect came up. We basically both were passionate about helping youth um you know and um there's there's not really any youth clubs going on at the moment and we thought why not set up something where people can come along and try try art as therapy for free so Mm -hmm. youth art connect was something that we launched a few weeks ago it's um it was like a pilot event we haven't done one another one like it since but we are planning to make it a regular thing and then get people noticing and then hopefully get some funding and turn it into a cic uh, so what it was, Youth Art Connect was wonderful. It was so good. Like we put it out there. So we got two sessions for 13 to 21 year olds. Whoever wants to come along, there'll be snacks. There'll be loads of free art supplies. We crowdfunded the whole thing. I chopped my beard off, raised about 800 quid. Uh, <laughs> we did, and yeah, including other people donating on just giving because just giving they wanted to. And also a couple of legend artists auctioned off some paintings. And then we got loads of supplies. Uh, Kate gave us a space in the, the therapy studio for free. And we had two sessions of 10 kids each come in and just uh, all on different spectrums. Okay. Some on severe, severe spectrum, some on, like you wouldn't even know, or some not at all. And Mm. it was, and I was kind of like interested about how that would pan out actually. Um, And it it was so wonderful. Like no one, no, there was no judgment in that room at all. There was people, there was a kid there who's an incredible artist who has Tourette's and uh, he was he he was ticking quite um, severely as he came in um, because something else triggered him before. But and uh, and then but then all the other kids in there, uh, young people, were just doing. He sat down, and then as he got to his easel, he it calmed him down. And but no one cared. There was no judgment, and it was amazing. And like just seeing these people come out of their shells. And there was a couple. Of, there was one kid who really didn't want to be there. His parents said. It, I think it got, got it came from Plymouth actually two hours away like uh, so, someone came from Launceston as well it was incredible that people dr- traveled that far for a two-hour session but mm. yeah he turned up and like he just sat down was just really like not really communicating with anyone his dad left and then I was like hey um here's all the materials and he just he eventually just picked up a paper, some paper and started making an origami butterfly and he loves making origami he's doing that and I said why don't you color it in and then he started coloring it in and then afterwards he'd done a couple I was like hey do you want to 
you want a painting? He goes, yeah, I do. Like that. And then he started, he painted a beautiful butterfly or no ladybird. And then his dad came at the end of the session. He was like, he was like blown away. He was like, I can't believe it. That's the most like brightest thing I've ever seen you create. And mm. then apparently we got some feedback from his mum uh, as well after that saying, uh, yeah, he, we asked him how it was and he said, yeah, good. And that was mind blowing for them because for him to say, yeah, good was epic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, and uh, yeah, and he wants to come back and there's lo- there was loads of little stories like that. And it was just, I was, to- I was an emotional mess at the end of the day. Uh, it was just so nice. So, and uh, now what we're doing is we're setting up Youth Art Connect on the beach, which is going to be open. It's like a, could be a whole day of festival. That's what I've been doing the last couple of days, actually. I've been flat out doing event forms. This is why I want people to know all the haters that I am working. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I was like doing the council forms, a risk assessment, the site map. I was doing the press release. I was uh, getting all of the elements together of the people that are volunteered. I, I've had a surf school pull out that I was hoping it was going to run a surf lesson. So I'm only having to do it. And uh, yeah, but like, I, I, I love events. That's what it's all about. And yeah. my patrons pay me to do it. Um, but yeah, so that's on the, that's going to be a really amazing day. So that's going to be on the 26th of June, Great Western Beach. Uh, we're going to have, we've got a healing. A lot of these elements came together last night. I literally 20, 26, up, I did you say 26th of June? 26th of June. Yeah. So four weeks away. Yeah. We've got, we've got two, Two surf uh, lessons on the beach, uh, which I, I'm not running now because luckily I've just about got enough people to come and cover the with lifeguard qualifications and surf co- coaching qualifications. So, and then we've got um, we've got a sound bath, healing, gong therapy. We've got a drum circle, a musical jamming area. We've got loads of arts and crafts like pe- pe- pebble, pebble painting and, and acrylic blowing. We've got sur- little mini surfboards from my surf sponsors that they're making out of blanks so people can like uh, do like drawings on them. We've got. Sick. Um, yoga as well uh, yoga on the beach who are also going to collab with the sound gong therapy people and do something really immersive uh, we've got what else I think I've, I've said any, we might, we've got loads more going on as well there's just loads of different arts art for, oh yeah dance a contemporary dance workshop as well and it's all free uh, we're putting it on and we've got a just giving page on the event and uh, yeah like which it's like it's almost like a case of we build it they will come and it yeah. will come together so the next four weeks I am going to be fucking busy uh, at the same time as releasing my next my June karma cards as well which is like and at the same time as trying to paint two pictures commissioned. I was going to say from commissions as well and yeah do- and and doing the vlogging as well and editing like I'm gonna be like ah and at the same time having to go back home I'm not having to go back home I want to to visit my parents for a few days <laughs> like it's like all within that four week period but yeah it's gonna be such a buzz when when we do the day can't wait it's gonna be great yeah yeah I'm a, I'm actually I'm actually in Yuki that weekend as well so I'll come down and say hi are you yeah yes well <laughs> you can bring your recording equipment you can yeah yeah me and yeah yeah me and me and my girlfriend we we love Yuki so we uh she's a school teacher but because they did so well in uh Ofsted thing that every teacher got an extra day off last year but obviously they couldn't take Amazing. it so so we're yeah last oh, last weekend sick. last weekend of June we are we are in Yuki so I'll, I'll come that sounds epic mate I'll come along and say hi have you got your lifeguard qualification? Uh, no. 
but I have told. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> I've not, I've not, I've not got like for a surf anyway. I've, yeah, well, that's that's the plan. We're coming. We're coming down for a weekend of surfing. So if there's waves, I'll I'll, I'll definitely oh, come. Yeah. yeah, if there's a bit of wind as well, you could show us some moves. Yeah, <laughs> Newkey Newkey <laughs> yeah. doesn't. Well, Great Great Western definitely doesn't. But yeah, maybe maybe Fistral. But I've heard no. stories of I've heard stories of them popping windsurf car tires in the beach at Fistral. All the surfers they don't like windsurfers down there apparently. So. Really? I don't know. Yeah, that's what that. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, which is odd considering oh when it's windsurf weather, it's generally not surf weather. So you wouldn't think it's an issue. But yeah, I've maybe I've maybe that's just urban. Yeah, maybe it's just urban yeah, legend. I, I don't know. I know. I, I, to be honest, though, I've never seen windsurfers that in Newquay. So that's probably maybe there's three. Nah, I don't think it's true. Most of them go to um <laughs> most most of the time windsurfers and kitesurfers go to um Watergate Bay instead. Because it's more, yeah, yeah. It, it's much more, it's much more open. I think the winds a lot cleaner. The 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 points around Newquay, the point the points around Newquay tend to block block the wind unless yeah. it's coming from a specific direction. Right. Um, but no, I, I yeah, I I love I love being down in Newquay. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but I'm, my girlfriend she oh, loves amazing. she loves uh, art and stuff like that. Oh, so cool. cool. Well, it's all ages as well. Like we this one we're not like um, uh, putting it to thirteen to twenty ones. It's more of a promotion to get people aware of what we're doing as Youth Art Connect and then tell people that come to the beach and give them information and tell them about what's going on. We're also going to invite other charities down as well that are doing stuff in the wellness space to come down and give their information out as well. Yeah. yeah I did a, a festival a few years ago called the Natty Surf Jam, uh, which we, me and my friend put on to commemorate her brother. And um, there was a surf festival with music and mental health awareness and, um, yeah, it was a surf competition. That was uh, such a big thing to organise. Yeah, oh gosh, this is almost a little bit like it, but without the stress of the surf competition. But like, there's, yeah, we had ev one thing we didn't realise that we'd done, which is no one had done at that time, was we had pretty much every single local and a couple of national uh, mental health charities all under one roof with like hubs of information for people who are coming to the beach to come and check out and and um, get information on. Yeah. So that was quite special so yeah i want to try and get that again here get lots of people and lots of press down just did the press release so hopefully we'll get a get a bit of people talking and it's just amazing it's, it's amazing the difference that even you know just a day of like experiencing something like that um yeah. can do like i did a i did a podcast with joe who founded the wave project um, yeah yeah I, I guess yeah so i did a podcast with joe and he he the way he described there, and I've I've taught children for years. So I was a windsurf instructor. I taught surfing, everything like that. So I've seen it, but not necessarily specifically from a you know disadvantaged and, and perhaps disabled kids. Whereas he the the way he described the kids after uh, a surfing lesson is almost identical to the way you described what the kids were like after doing art. I think yeah, a lot of the time, especially these days, and this is. I, Preachy is the word I was worried about using earlier, and I've just realised. But I, without me, you know, sounding preachy and things like that, I think, you know, kids, uh, and it's not our kids back in my day, but kids these days, <laughs> like I think they, you know, they do, they don't do as much. I don't think they, you know, because you've got something like a phone. Everyone's they've all got phones in their pockets, yeah. and it's a lot more about that. But actually, going out and just having a go. Uh, I remember when I was yeah. a kid, it was like, right, uh, do you want to? go to karate class do you want to do tennis yeah. and all this and i never really found something that i really loved until uh, i found windsurfing but it, trying all this stuff even you know now like in my older age i still am like oh i had a few months i did tennis for a few months when i was a kid and i really yeah. enjoyed it 
you know, and things like that. And yeah. Having having those experiences, I think, are are really really valuable, um, especially for for kids, and especially for kids, you know, like you said, that perhaps you know whether they're on the the, the autistic spectrum or you know they've got a slightly physical disability, and perhaps they aren't feeling so confident in themselves. You know, the mm. fact the fact that they can look at a piece of art they've made or Oh, I, I stood up and surfed a wave with my friends today and all of yeah. us surfed a wave together and things like that. Those kind of experiences are in, invaluable for, for younger people, I think. Oh, it's gonna, yeah, I, I can't wait to, to put this on because it is, it is going to be a day of experience. You know, people are going to come down and try things they've never tried before. Like, yeah. There's a lot of kids I know that would have never considered taking a yoga class. And I yeah. can't wait to do the sound immersion like the gong therapy, um, sound, sound healing, healing sounds. I can't wait to do that. That's going to be incredible. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's this, it's these kind of odd things. I remember when, when I was younger, my mum, my mum's fairly, um, fairly kind of spiritual. She did, you know, yoga for years and there's, I grew up in the Highlands of Scotland. That's where, kind of where, where I'm from and stuff. And, and up there, there was a place just down the road called Findhorn. And there's a place there called the Findhorn Foundation. And it's basically like a hippie commune. Um, and mama was used to take us there and she'd go and buy some stones and little buddhas and you know all, all this stuff and we when we were younger we called it hippie wank shite <laughs> that was if mom ever like mom would try and talk to us when we were younger and she talked to us about you know just believe that you can do it and and all you know yeah she'd give us all this and we'd be like oh shut up mom hippie wank shite and all this stuff and it's still something we talk about today you know, we, we still we still very much make that joke, but I genuinely think it it did help me. You know, on a subconscious yeah. level, whilst my teenage brain was like, "Shut up, mom," but I think yeah. <laughs> it, inside, you know, I did I did take in these these kind of lessons and things like that. And then I think they've, as I've kind of got to the the other side of my twenties, I'm 29 now. You know, suddenly those things that mom said when I was younger have kind of like resurfaced. It's it's a really it's quite a yeah it's quite yeah. a strange strange thing for me now that i'm conscious of it it's quite strange to think about uh, that's incredible yeah yeah it's, we're all on a journey it's, it's all pieces of the puzzle that make up where where we're going to be and who we're going to be you know yeah like i feel i don't i don't look back at anything in my life um with uh, with regret and that i would change it you know like i think that everything has built my character and i think you know you're saying as well like for where where we are now yeah yeah absolutely um so to kind of you know, start start to sort of um, wrap up then, Graham. Uh, this is maybe something something new that I'm finding that I'm asking people actually as I talk to them about a specific subject. But what kind of tips would you give for people um, if they're wanting to try and start getting into art? Perhaps they did it as a kid and they really enjoyed it and maybe they're a bit nervous about putting pen to paper and actually kind of creating something. What 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 sort of tips would you would you give to anyone? Hmm. Maybe that maybe that's a really vague and silly question for me asking from the outside of it. But yeah, uh, or what what tips would you give someone if they're feeling unconfident about getting into it? Maybe that's a better way to frame. Oh well, um, that's still a hard question actually. <laughs> um, let me think about that for a second. I just I just it's it's just about just doing it, you know, like, I know it's another cliche, is it just do it, night tick, whatever, you know, but um, the more, the more you do something, the the more you're going to perfect, perfect what you're doing, you know, and uh, don't do it for anyone else, but yourself. Yeah. You know? Just uh, make it complete person, a complete personal thing. 
you know, and just, uh, and just enjoy the process and uh, mm. enjoy the feeling that you get out of it. And, um, and then surround yourself with positive people that are yeah. encouraging, you know, <clears throat> and lots of YouTube tutorials. I would highly <laughs> recommend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love YouTube adversity. It's great. Oh, mate. Uh, yeah. Learn yeah. everything. Yeah, Pretty I guess. Yeah, I'd yeah. Say just surround yourself with positive people, positive vibes, attract a good tribe, and just, just, just create, just go for it, and don't be, don't be afraid to try different things, and and embrace failure as well, because a lot of people they're scared of failure. That's one of the main, the main things that stops people trying anything because they don't want to fail. Mm. But failure is a, a crucial part of the creative, creative process. You know, you need to fail uh, to create. You need to, you need to learn from those mistakes or whatever and then reframe it into something else you know to a certain extent as well if someone's and maybe th maybe th this is me completely asking from the outside of, of the art world but surely there is like how how does one measure failure when it comes to art say i'm like right okay i want to me being a nerd again i want to draw a picture of a dragon like at, at what point how how do I can you know it's one of those things like it's it's not like a maths question where you can literally get the answer wrong you know it's like you you can't necessarily get it wrong you might get a line wrong and you go oh that doesn't look right but generally you can kind of correct it and things I guess I don't know maybe, maybe that's stupid but can you can you kind of speak to that at all well uh okay the painting I've been doing recently is after the cat now um because <laughs> my friend uh, that i've reconnected with recently um from from school uh he's been following my journey and he gave me a loose idea of what he wanted as a surprise commission and i could choose the subject image but he basically wanted it to be Arthur, his cat arthur uh and then I, well, I i told him to send loads of photos so i can have a, like a, an array of pictures so i can make he, he said could be wacky with it as well so i said okay send me a load of pictures of him doing different poses or whatever and uh, I and I I had an intuition about a, some pa a painting of an image that I wanted to paint. I saw one of them. I was like, "Yeah, that's the one." But I went against my intuition, and then I started forcing uh, an, another one that I chose because I thought he might like it better because it's something that he mentioned that he likes the fact that he's got a, a fucked up eye <laughs> and he wanted that that to be shown. But the picture the, the picture I wanted to paint didn't have that in there. And I was then I found myself going against my intuition, and then I was painting it and wasn't enjoying it, you know? And then I, that was when I tried a different medium as well, screwed that up and then tried it again and massive, a massive version of it and of, in oils and I just didn't get it right. And I just wasn't, and I wasn't enjoying the process. So I think, right. I think you're failing if you're not enjoying it. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's where you need to stop. You know, so that's where you need to stop and then, and just look at what you're doing. And if, if, if you're not, if you're not, if it's not serving you, don't do it uh, and, or try it a different way. And I, uh, I went to that image that I originally thought and started doing it. He, cause they, they saw the whole process of me failing as well. They saw, cause I, I, I'm very honest and open about it. I put it on my story. I was like, okay, that one's over there on the floor. Now I'm starting again tomorrow like that. And I'll say that on my story. And that's part of the vlog as well. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then I, I did it again and I screwed it up and they're like, I'm like, for what are they thinking? And then I came up with the, what, how it is at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I can't give away what it's going to be, but he's doing this pose that I love. I, I basically deleted Duncan from, from holding the cat and he's sort of standing in this 
posture and I'm going to, I'm going to accessorize him and I'm having fun with it now. So, yeah. Yeah. I failed a couple of times because I wasn't enjoying myself and I wasn't going with my intuition. So yeah, I think uh, that's something very important. That's a, that, yeah, that's, that's the, that's a good point. I guess that's, that's what you can constitute as failure is when you, when you stop enjoying it. Cause ultimately that's, that's the whole point of doing something like that, whether it's yeah. art or surfing or playing basketball or anything like you're doing it because you enjoy it. As soon as, as soon as that stops, yeah. you're, you've, yeah, it's not, there's no point doing it anymore, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's exactly. a very good point. Well, Graham, to, to kind of round this up, I've got a couple of quick fire questions that I always ask everyone. Um, Obviously, we've been uh, we've been stuck at home. I know you said you know you were in Bali, and then now you're now you're kind of back home again. But where would you um where where is your happy place? If you kind of click your fingers right now, um where where are you? Madewi, Madewi, Indonesia. Uh, yeah, which I know is is Bali, <laughs> but um that's my happy place. It's uh it's the it's the home of my whale picture. And uh, who oh, I nice. for a, for family, with a family that I lived with on and off for twelve years, right on the beach. She come out of your 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 homestay door, and there's the left hand, a perfect left hand point break that goes on forever and ever, right in front of you. Classic yeah, longboard left hander. Um, but yeah, so I think that's where I would like to be again in the in the in the near future. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I've never I've never made it to Bali before, which always seems to shock quite a lot of people, but. No, I've never, I've never made it there. I really, I really want to go, but hopefully, hopefully next year, maybe we'll see if things start to open up again. Um, oh, there's always a way. There's always a way. Yeah, I know. I've just, booked, I've just booked. To go. I'm going, I'm going to spend a couple of months in Greece because that's, that's my happy place. I never really say nice. my happy place, but I'm going to spend. I've just, I'm spending a couple of months in Greece this summer, and I just want to. I'm just going to switch my brain off for a little bit because I think that's important as well. Lovely. Um. Yeah. Um. As I said, I'm a closet nerd. We're well, not a closet. I'm, I'm a fully open nerd. I absolutely love like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, everything like that. Nerds kind of run the world now in a weird way, thanks to like Marvel and stuff like that, I suppose. So maybe it's a good thing. But, um, yeah. you know, it, that is a huge passion of mine is, is kind of TV and film and things like that. Always have been. Um, so what have you been? Uh, are you a are you a consumer of that kind of thing? Are you what what have you been watching through through the last year? What what red recommendations have you got? Oh, for for TV and film. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Or are you are you much of a are you much of a movie man? Or I'm you... not particularly. No. Yeah. Uh, I've I've actually yeah. I've, I mean, no. I'm more of a podcast person. Okay, <laughs> that'll I, do. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always on the move. So like literally I would say I'd have to give a shout out to my homies, just get a real job podcast. Uh, that's a good, that's a good one for emerging creators, especially people that like film and playwrights and stuff like that. That way I was, I was on their episode 13, I think right. Ooh, 13. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, obviously the blind boy podcast. Um, I've just, gone down a rabbit hole of learning about nfts at the moment but don't ask me about that because that will be another podcast entirely yeah yeah i'm yeah i can imagine yeah yeah non non-fungible tokens it's something that i want to get into and i've got a project which i am meaning to put together for when i can uh, find an investor to get me on the blockchain <laughs> all yeah. of those things that i just said there is probably you can have to go down your own rabbit hole on that yeah, no, I, yeah, I've, I've read a little bit about it and everything like that. And yeah, I'm, it's not, yeah, crypto and all that stuff. But I'm, as you said, that's another conversation. 
a conversation for another day. Yes. Um, and I don't even know enough about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <Me neither>. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Graham, thank you so much for your time. Um, where can, where can people find you uh, on, on social media, YouTube, everything like that? All right. So you've got forward slash Graham Cullis art on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, which is my page. You've got forward slash Graham Cullis uh, at Graham Cullis on Instagram. Yeah. And you've got Graham Cullis art on YouTube as well. YouTube is something I'm really trying to push. Like I've, have a, I've been pissing in the wind on it recently. And um, I've realized that I've just been just chucking it up there and not really caring about it. And right. then I've just started a Udemy course, which has just completely blown my mind and realized how much I've been screwing it up. And there's no point of me even putting those videos up because of what I've been doing on my online on page SEO. So now that should hopefully start to get better. So if you do go to my YouTube, don't judge me because there's not many views on there, but Instagram, Facebook are my main platforms. So if you do want to follow my surprise commissions and www.patreon.com forward slash Graham Cullis art. If you want to sign up to the Karma Guard project and spread some positivity and love around the world and help me create and do the same, uh, then please, by all means, sling me a fiver once a month if you can afford it. Not even that. I've got people that don't even, can't, can't even afford the posted packaging. So I don't care. They, they can still get the cards as well. I've got some people in third world countries that join up for a tiny amount because we're all different. You know, we all can only afford different amounts. And uh, at the end of the day, it's all about the message. So I would love people to support that and grow that so I can get my vision for the Angels Forum up and running by the end of the year. Yeah, please. Um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, make sure you uh, make sure you check Graham out on all those channels. And of course, like, share, subscribe, press all the necessary buttons because yeah. they help a lot more oh, than you oh, think. Well, well, we've got you here on, on the podcast. Do you want to sign up to the Karma Card Project? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. I'll sign up. Yeah. Everyone's really naughty of me. I've never done that on a podcast before. Yeah, you, you cheeky fucker. You put me on the spot. <laughs> totally put you on. You. <laughs> yeah, no, the, yeah, yeah, I'll sign up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, you've got the June cards are coming out very soon and they're awesome. I can give you a quick sneaky peek actually at one of the cards. It's going to be this one. Oh, sick. Yeah. Surfing. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. We've not even talked about surfing, but we'll leave that. We'll, we'll need to do that. We'll do that another time. Because that, again, that's a that's an enormous conversation in itself as well. You, yeah, I, you're, you're about to go surfing. Getting high now. I've got to go to Watergate right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, yeah, guys, you can also uh, follow me on Instagram at the After Hours Lounge. Um, if you go to the link in my bio there, you can also donate to the podcast. Uh, you can buy me a, a beer there. But as I said, not really drinking beer anymore, but this talking is all still very thirsty work. Um, so I very much appreciate any any support you can give there. I've got a monthly membership or you can just do a, a one-time donation. Um, as I say, I'm in this for the outcome, not the income, but the income helps. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so yeah. much again to Graham for coming on. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, and we will see you for the next one.